Hey guys, hello and welcome to the Dabbler Podcast. This is your host, Zach Grant, and I'm here with your co-host, Amelia Brody. Hey y'all. And our lead producer, Jack Folk. Hey, how's it going? We are here with our first episode, and we have a really special guest for you guys. You may have heard of him. He plays for the Clemson basketball team. Number 25, Amir Sims. Alright, let's roll that intro music. Let's go. today how's how's life uh, life is good uh just from time to fight through this quarantine like everybody else and yes I'm, i can you know. imagine dude are you like what, what are you doing every day right now what's going on um so day to day is just since like june 1st june whatever um we get the gym from like 8 to 12 and uh i'll lift weights yeah uh, early in the morning and then i'll work out right out there and then just kind of have that their free time just play pick up with the guys and besides nice. that outside of the gym i'm there from like 8 to 12 but past 12 i just be hanging out with my dog and uh with my teammates as much as possible just yeah trying to build i love your dog i see it all the time in your story <laughs> i love your dog <laughs> i i love him or her yeah her yeah, yeah I, she's I, awesome. yes I, she makes me happy every time i get to see the story <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, so you made a big announcement recently on June 1st that I, I really want to talk about this. Um, you decided to come back to Clemson mm-hmm. um, in the middle of a pandemic, which is like you, everything you do is unprecedented, but that was really unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> that was like uh, unprecedented with like three exclamation points. Um, and that just, to me, that describes everything you do as a person anyways. So <laughs> it was it was the most Amir Sims about Why'd you do it? <laughs> well, you, know, um, you kind of put your name out there just to get a feel for your game on a professional aspect and try to understand your game more from where it compares to on a pro level. And that yes. was my plan. And, um, you know, just put my name. It was just important for me to just kind of get that. So going into my last year, you know, I can know exactly what needs to be worked on and improved. And, just make those strides throughout the year and uh, also to give my team a chance to be one of the last four teams competing or last two, what have you, you know, for the the ultimate prize. But um, that was a big thing. You know, I feel like last year was a Debbie Downer for the year. And um, I wanted to come back and kind of leave my mark in a positive note and go out with a, a good, uh, a good image. That is, that is, you are good people, man. That is, <laughs> that is really yeah, awesome. Sure. You know, you're obviously a big leader on the team. So how did your fellow teammates think or feel about you coming back? Oh, they were really excited. You know, there was no ill will. Everyone wanted me to put my name in and just get that feeling. Yeah. The opportunity came and, you know, who wouldn't take it? Who wouldn't want you to take that? And that's how they all felt. And, you know, me coming back, everyone was pumped and, a lot of guys figured I would, and they were really excited for me to announce that I was coming back so they could have one year playing, playing with me. So um, it was really good feedback from my guys and me coming back to school. Yeah, that is awesome. So did you, did you like, after you decided to come back, did you write down like a bucket list for your senior year? Or did um, you? 
You know, I'm not really one of those guys. I just have <laughs> notes about, like, what I want to accomplish. And, you know, obviously I want to get back to the tournament, get back to the dance and compete for the highest thing that you can accomplish. And that's kind of already understood. And that's been the plan since day one. So, you know, I got my own personal goals with, like, scoring and whatever. But uh, yes. overall, it's basically just, you know, finishing at the top and, you know, uh, accomplishing what we're supposed to. Yeah. Um this year was incredibly interesting and, and I know you've talked about it over and over again, but um, I mean, those three, those three ranked teams that we beat, I got to be there at every single one. I was down on the court for them. A couple of them, I actually interviewed you. I was the holding the camera with Jay do was doing the interview. I was the kid holding the camera. That was me. So, um, but how those three games, um, the first one, North Carolina, um, that win. In overtime. Black. Brooks. Misses. They send it back out to Robinson. He shoots a three. He misses. History made. Oh, for 59. No more. Tigers on the road. They win it 79 76. It's going to be tough going to that locker room for the heels. And Roy, Brad Brunel is beside himself. History made today. He is so excited. Got to give the MVP to Sims. You just have to. First, how did it feel uh, just after the win? What was that first emotion? Uh, honestly, I was kind of speechless. Like, my mom was just racing all over the place because I remember back when I was uh, on my official visit before I even committed here. Uh, when I was just walking through the stadium to go to the football game, I remember like a bunch of like older people that's been here for years saying like going to end the streak, and I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. But uh, just you know, moments like that kind of played through my mind as I tied the game and even made the layup at the end. They're going to force Clemson to do something. Sims scores. Black. Yeah, that all those people that's been here waiting for this to happen and kind of, you know, I lifted the boulder. We all lifted the boulder off their backs. And that's yeah. basically what's going through my mind is that everyone can now take a deep breath and move on with that uh, streak. Yeah. You already beat me to it. I was going to ask you about that boat, that <laughs> shot. <laughs> that was, oh my goodness, man. I ran up and down my room. I ran up and down through the hallway. I ran everywhere. <laughs> that was, that was an amazing moment. Um, Okay, you know, so, the shot was it was definitely wow. So yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you know what was going in when you when? Uh, speaking, when I released it, I thought it was going to hit like back rim, but probably right after I shot it, I kind of knew it was going in. Yeah, my I'm first gonna, thought was kind of off, but I knew it was going in right after. Yeah, that's I, that. <laughs> at least you're <laughs> honest about it. That's good. <laughs> So the next one I really went to that Duke game. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that Duke game, that Duke game in Little John. Oh, oh my, oh my gosh, was that a fun game to be at? Um, can you give me um, first? Let's see. How how did you feel going into that game? Did you feel you could beat Duke? Um, a hundred percent. I never once doubted that we could. You know, especially coming off the UNC win, and um. 
you know, John Newman, I had said it on live when I was on the ACC Network. John, I said that John said it back in Italy, uh, how dope it would be if we could be, you going to see him do back to back, and you know, really cement our, solidify our legacy and uh, the Clemson books. And, you know, throughout the whole day, that's all I kept talking about was just, you know, finishing the job and, you know, UNC happened when it happened, but now it's, you know, Duke and we got to take it, you know, no different and treat it the same way and uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves. And we kind of knew coming off of the natty loss that people were going if you need to pick me up. So going into the game, we're all amped up and pumped and ready to go. So I never once thought that um, we were going to lose that game even before it started. Yeah. So other than Duke, y'all also beat Louisville and Florida State, who are two other ranked teams. How did that feel? Kind of the same. You know, Louisville was more of a, a get-back game because, you know, they, they whooped our butts on their floors. So going into the game, we were already pumped and motivated to get back at them because no one wants to get – the bus kicked on national television. So going into that game, we kind of already had that edge put on for us. But the Florida State game was kind of similar. You know, we felt as though that we let one slip away at their place and then they're coming in on their role and their streak. You know, that, that amped us up even more. And, you know, we're not really afraid at all to play against anyone no matter their ranking in this show last season. But going to those games, our mind was the same as it was for uh, Duke and UNC. So, like, yeah. kind of never once even doubted that, you know, we were going to fail because we were all ready to go and pumped up to play them. Yes. That is – I mean, well, just for my own personal experience, um, after you, you – well, after that Duke game, um, I felt like we were unstoppable. In the ACC tournament, uh, we had a joke going around Clemson Video that it, it, this was it. We're going to win the ACC tournament, and that's how we're going to get into the NCAA <laughs> tournament. I just felt like every game – um, we could win, and I, I just having you a, as a leader of the team, I, I we were unstoppable, man. That's how I felt. <laughs> it was, it, we thought the same thing, so you know. Yeah. Um. So Italy, you winning a gold medal. I first, um, I want to just when you had when they, Clemson decided they were going to take the opportunity um, to represent the United States. Um, were you excited when they told you? Uh, most definitely. I knew it wasn't the actual Olympics. I knew it was basically like the second coming of it. You know, it's basically the second largest sports venture in the world behind the Olympics. So that's still an incredible thing to kind of be a part of. But um, our coaches even told us after we won the gold, they had their own doubts when they agreed to go because they we only had six players, five players at the end of my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure of how we was going to be able to figure that out. But uh, going in, I never once thought we was going to lose. You know, I never put myself in that situation to have, you know, a negative mindset going into anything. So all of us, we were all on the same page. We was ready to go. We knew it was a little shaky and not really as solid as a team yet because that was our first time playing together. But um, we all kind of had the feeling that we were going to go all the way and get the job done, bring the gold back. And that's all our coaches kept talking about with Purdue and Kansas going over there. And um, we just wanted to be the team that bring it back to the States. Yeah. And now outside of – that you know the game itself just visiting Italy how was that that had to be <laughs> uh Italy was definitely a, a crazy experience it's you know I've been to other I've been blessed enough to go to other places in Europe and stuff but Italy was pretty fun um definitely a wild country the people are really nice um the wine is really good yes <laughs> but uh, overall uh Italy was really fun really beautiful whether you're in the countryside or you're in the city like Rome or uh, Napoli, you know, it was it was pretty uh, spectacular to be over there and see everything. Um, the Cayman Islands, too, that tournament that you guys went to, 
Yeah. I just want to talk about that because Cayman's beautiful. <laughs> um, first of all, when that tournament at Cayman, um, where when you have to go into a neutral zone like that, um, and especially it being far, whether Italy came in, you know, the type of tournaments you played in, um, what do you do to prepare when you're when you have to travel a distance and you have to prepare for um, that type of I don't know, complete, uh, it's almost like, I mean, during coronavirus, like the NBA Bobo, it's like that. You're going to just a complete neutral zone. How, how do you prepare for that? Um, you kind of got to tap into a different mental drive and uh, find ways to be comfortable being uncomfortable, like being mm-hmm. out of the country or being in a neutral side where you're not going to have nine or tens of thousands of fans supporting you. You just got to find a way to get to a comfort zone where you can perform at your highest level and it's different yes. for everybody, but um, you just got to find ways to tap in mentally to make sure you're on your A game no matter where you are. You shouldn't let the environment affect how you play or how you go into the game. Yes. Um, what's your pregame routine when you're going into that type of environment? Um, whether it's a weight game, home, or whatever, I kind of do the same thing. It's always some yes. music to start shooting around with my headphones and just kind of do my own <laughs> thing. Uh, jump rope. People always see me doing jump rope and it's kind of like my go-to every game is just some slight music and some jump rope. And that's all I really need. I don't need all the extra stuff. I just kind of keep it simple. And, you know, I've been playing for a while now, so you kind of learn a lot about yourself. And I just need jump rope and music just to get me into the game. Yes, that's an interesting thing, jump rope. I like that. <laughs> that's a okay, good so I'm under the understanding that you are into country music. <laughs> Can you oh, tell yeah. me a little bit about your favorite artist? <laughs> Um, my favorite artist is definitely Luke Combs, big Luke Combs guy. I could sing, scream Luke Combs word for word on most songs. But uh, big Morgan Wallen is growing on me. My Hunter, he's a big Morgan Wallen fan. And uh, I definitely play Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen probably several times throughout the day. I was actually playing them on my ride home from the mall earlier. So I'm a big country guy. I don't really live really like, like the music. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, uh, did you hear about the Morgan Wallen baby thing? I, I don't, I've been seeing people post about it. I just, <laughs> the, the baby. Not exactly. I don't really follow up on their lives. Really. I don't really care about that. It's, it's like yeah. a, so I don't really know anything about that. <laughs> um, so this year's Las Vegas tournament. Um, I want to ask about that one, too. Real interested. Um, oh, yeah, oh, wait, hold up. Sorry. Um, um, I just had a suggestion by the producer. Um, does the team make fun of your country music, or are they into? Are they into it? Too? <laughs> Sorry. Who's that? Um, my team. Look, my dog's trying to join in. She's trying to join. Yeah. In. Oh. <laughs> She's trying to hop in. She hates us over here, but um, no, definitely not. Um, well, me, Parker, O'Neill, McBride, um. I'll even listen to it at times. A lot of us definitely listen to it. Me, Parker, and Hunter are like really big on that. So we're trying to get John to convert. Yes. Country music. He like a couple songs, but they definitely don't. Everyone knows I'm the most like versatile and, you know, I'm all over the place with music, fashion, all kinds of stuff. So they kind of know what to expect when they see me and what I'm playing. So I don't put the boys on the Bass Pro Shop hats and all that. So they definitely don't pick on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your go-to locker room song when you're in there, in that environment? 
Um, it depends because I listen to a lot of music. I'm like all yes. over the genre. So uh, if I had to say, I'll probably play this song called um, Check This by TLE Cinco. It's like our yes. hype song all the time. We yes. always play. You're going to hear it at least once a day during the season, during the off season, whatever. But a song called Check This by TLE Cinco. If y'all want to get turned up, yes, yes. definitely. Play that song. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's how you play. I played that in my car the other night. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you're a big TikTok guy, too. I gotta, I gotta ask about it. Um, what, what's your TikTok dance? Like, you gotta do, you do the renegade? Are you gonna celebrate nah, with the renegade? My you trying to teach me renegade all the time, but I just got too much stuff and all that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that TikTok for me to comprehend. I could learn almost any TikTok dance, but I do not care about renegade. I don't really gotta go to, like, people think I'm a big TikToker guy, but that's really Parker. Um, Parker just sends me stuff, and we haven't made one in a while because we just kind of got uh, bored with it. But uh, yeah. Parker always sends the ideas, and I just learn them, and we just do them. So y'all don't learn about TikTok. Y'all got to talk to Parker Fox. <laughs> I know. We might, have to, we might have to call Parker up and bring him on. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was going to ask you a couple things, too. With your – you obviously traveled a lot and travel is a big thing that, of this podcast. That's why we're mentioning it so much. Um, what's your favorite opposing city to visit? You mean the ACC? Where, wherever, just in your, in your career, because I, I want to ask some career questions. Um, I don't really know because I'm not like, even when we go places, I don't like to venture out. Like, yeah. to me, it's kind of a business trip. So, like, I don't spend my free time, like, I might go to the shopping stores like the first day, but yeah, um, I, I don't even know if I can really say that with a, a honest answer because I don't really like trip too much. But if I had to say somewhere, y'all say in general or basketball wise? Um, actually, both of them. They give me in, in general and basketball wise. Uh, I don't know because I'd be all over the place, but <laughs> he's a traveling man. Well, I recently went to California with Parker. Yes. I like Northern Cal. Northern Cal is pretty chill. It kind of it fits me with the, the chill lifestyle. But I'm going to probably say Florida. I'm usually in Florida once or twice throughout summer, just seeing friends and stuff. Just, that's just where all my people's at. But yeah. uh, probably definitely Florida outside of basketball. But basketball-wise, I'd probably say when we usually travel to, like, one of the North Carolina teams because a lot of friends and stuff are around there. So yeah. yes. all my friends and from high school and stuff that can come to games. So like when y'all travel, do you have a designated roommate that you always room with? Yeah, um, they, the coaches kind of picked that. Um, last year, my roommate was Tevin Mack. Uh, the two years prior, it was um, well, my freshman and sophomore year, it was Malik William. Nice. But, uh, last year it was Tevin Mack, so I kind of had a, a taste of two different type people. So it was pretty nice, but hopefully I can be roommates this year with O'Neal. That's like my guy, so I'm trying to yes. uh, bribe the coaches so let me be roommates with O'Neal. Yeah. So <laughs> how you gonna bribe them? You got um, a plan for it? I might have to say yes, coach, to everything they say. <laughs> while, but uh, hopefully, I can figure that out, swimming my way into that. So, who's the messiest roommate you've had? So there are two different types of guys. Yeah, you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, 
they both weren't messy. It's just uh, Tevin was more amped up, always moving, always yeah. on about everywhere we went. He knew somebody, so <laughs> Tevin was like, you know, going to go see a family member or something. Malik was pretty chill, just like me, just stay in the hotel, not really venture out and do everything. Yes, I gotta ask about your new gold chain because I saw you just got that. <laughs> show it, show it to the camera. I want to see. I want to show. Yeah, yeah, look at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad with jewelry, so like. I yes. ain't want to get nothing crazy because I always end up losing it or something. So yeah. Yeah, just I'm tiny. My mom told me I got to wear it outside my shirt for like the first couple of weeks so people know and then put it back inside. <laughs> yeah, Mom's always right, ain't she? No. <laughs> um, actually, I want to talk to you too about we besides the after game interviews, we've met one time before and you will – I had curly hair all that way back when, but it was because you ran into me. Um, the North Carolina game um, two years ago, as you say, it was at the end of the game. Um, you probably don't remember. It was a long, it was a really crazy moment. Huh? So my freshman year? Uh, sophomore year, right? At Little John? Uh-huh. Um, it was after the game. It was a close game. It was when, I think, I'm trying to remember who the point guard was. He got absolutely just like, um, it was like three guys on him, and he got ran over. You remember what game I'm talking about? It's probably it's, yeah, so many games. It was yeah, it was wild. But at the end of the game, he fell over, and you came up to me, and you were trying to find the replay, and you le- le- legit were like asking me for the replay, dude. I had no idea what to do in that moment. <laughs> I was gonna talk about that. I had no idea. I just stared at you, and I was just like, uh. I, I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. The replays should be on the board. Something like our producers were yelling at us to show for me to show you the replay. Um, I had no idea <laughs> what to do there. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Um, got some other stuff. So I want to ask about um, just your first your recruiting experience um, and where you're from. Um, I, I found out today, I didn't know this, but you lived in New Jersey for a little while. Yeah, um, I'm originally from New Jersey. I was there until I was like seven or eight years old. Then I was eight when I moved to Virginia. And um, I always claimed New Jersey because that's kind of, you know, kind of made me who I am. But um, athletically, it was definitely Virginia. But I just claimed Virginia for the most part because, you know, that's kind of why I started taking basketball seriously and kind of grew from there. But, yeah, I'm from New Jersey, North New Jersey, same place as Al. And uh, mm-hmm. our families kind of know each other already, and um, that's where I'm really from. But people think I'm from Virginia, but I'm actually from New Jersey. Yes, yes. Um, and th- so you 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 rep the Jersey, the Jersey name. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I, Clemson. The Clemson New Jersey connection is strong. It definitely is. A lot, <laughs> of, a lot of kids come from Jersey. Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to ask you too. Um, your two, I didn't the two high schools, um, and your the scholarship that you received, um, and your state championships, um, two two, two high schools. Yeah, two title. Wait, two state titles in high school is incredible. I just got to commend you on that. That's the, and that, the fact that you led those teams is pretty awesome as well. Um, when winning that scholarship, the did you ever did you think you could finish it there at your original high school, or did you? plan to win that scholarship or it just came about um I mean uh, I didn't really want to stay at my public school 
because I, yes. mm-hmm. I knew I was like in a humble way better than the competition. And I remember yes. myself getting better there. The opportunity came to go to Blue Ridge and I knew the competition was going to be way harder. So that's kind of where I wanted to grow and expand yes. my game and kind of learn from better players and kind of build that that gritty nature at an early age. Yes, um, and that gritty nature has definitely defined you. And you had 16 offers um, coming out of high school, and some of them are inc- – I mean, they all are incredible. Um, everything from Georgetown, Notre Dame, all that. I mean, you know, the list. What, how did you end up at Clemson? <laughs> uh, there's the doggy. <laughs> I actually – people don't know. People think I had 16, but it was actually 27. 27? Oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Clemson kind of came about with Coach Smith. You know, he was a really big um, – he was an influential person in that decision. He definitely kind of pushed that, and he just gave me a vision that's coming true to this day. Everything he said since I was 16, 17 years old has kind of come into light, and um, I definitely commend him on my decision-making process to come here because he definitely painted a picture for me that, you know, my mom and I believed in. He was honest about everything he said. He didn't sugarcoat anything, gave it to us straight. And yes. I know where I wanted to be and be around people who wanted to keep it a band. Yes. Tell me what I uh, didn't want to hear as much as what I wanted to. Yes. I, I, yeah, that's the same thing I look for is honesty. And I think that's a big part of Clemson is honesty. There's no hiding. Um, your best Brownell moment? Yeah, your best moment from Coach yeah. Brownell. Sorry, she's trying to read that. <laughs> it actually came from my, my freshman year. Or maybe it might have been a UNC win, but – one of the the most the memorable like moments I have with him, it was his I think 50th birthday, I want to say when I was a freshman and we were down at the Charleston Classic, and uh, I used to do this like silly dance in the locker room that like Dante and Keith and like shouting on them love, yes. and when he was singing him happy birthday, I had like chase him around the the hotel room, yeah, and we were all in. I like chase him around and it actually went viral. It was on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> moment I definitely won't forget with me and him besides the UNC win when he gave me a hug but the, um, me chasing him around the room going viral and stuff like that was just funny to see and I'll probably never forget that. <laughs> that yeah I remember that that was that was, that was awesome um, I was gonna so right now Clemson is obviously experiencing a really unique moment in time um, it's just for I I think I called it uh, when I've spoken about it. I think it's going to be referred to as the good old days, but we are exploding amongst all athletic departments and it, and it's not just football, you know, there's success across the entire athletic department. Um, I mean, the number one pick in the MLS draft, Robbie Robinson, you know, the success, 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 success. Um, And you definitely have a lead role in that. Um, is there a camaraderie between the sports? Like, do you guys feel kind of all under the Tiger banner or, or no? Uh, 100%. You know, every team is different and unique in their own way. But, um, I mean, it's not like no group chat or anything with all of us. But, <laughs> you know, every single team should have the the ultimate goal at the end of the season to be the best that they can be. You know, it may not end in a W, but every team buys into being successful as much as possible. But um, <laughs> buys into success as much as possible, and you know it's working out for everyone. Whether it's you know in a you know rebuilding stage and you know getting small wins like our team, or 
It's like Robbie going number one or football going all the way to the natty or baseball doing their thing or soccer, what have you. But mm -hmm. um, I think everyone's all behind being the best they can. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I think every team is still trying to, you know, find a way to that. And it's kind of working out for everyone. <laughs> yes. Did you expect that when you came to Clemson? Were you expecting that type of? Oh, 100%. You know, my mom always sends me a video like every year of when I was on my visit pointing at the Raptors saying that I was going to put a banner up here. I was going to be a part of a banner season. Yes. And, um, that definitely happened in my first year. And, you know, that's definitely what we working towards. But I definitely had that vision coming in. You know, I didn't really think about other teams because I didn't come here for other sports. But I think um, everybody that comes here has the vision of, you know, leaving a good mark. And I think that's what the last three years has been. Yes. Something. I'm very proud of that banner every time I get to see it. It's very <laughs> – it's a, it's a beautiful one. But um, I was going to ask you, too, what – my favorite iteration of Clemson basketball, I grew up watching it, but my favorite iteration was definitely um, this past year. You guys were just such a fun and entertaining team, night in, night out to watch, and I just felt very blessed to work and watch you. But um, I, what has been your favorite iteration of the Clemson team that you played with? Uh, I don't even know. Probably just, like you said, like how we are as a team. Like this past year's team has probably been my most enjoyable team I've ever been a part of. You know, just one all the way to 15 was just a great guy and a down-to-earth human being. And that made playing basketball easier and made it fun. But it was honestly just being around the team as much as possible and all of us, the way we bonded and, you know, just connected with each other. Mm -hmm. Now, March, I think it was March 11th, March 11th, that cancellation of the ACC tournament, right before the Florida State game. Um, what was that like in the locker room? Uh, we were all kind of shocked. It felt like a movie. You know, we were all just kind of standing around. I remember me personally, I was smiling because I was so, like, in awe that, like, yes. I didn't really know if that was, like, real. And then it hit me until I got back here later that yes. afternoon that, you know, our season was just done like that. And um, it was very quiet at first, and then Tevin and Karen was kind of on the emotional side of it and, you know, expressing that, that their season was just done and their senior campaign was over just like that. But um, it was definitely quiet and an awkward moment because we all didn't really know what to think and what to expect, and a bus ride back was pretty quiet too. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything different preparing for that game or – no, it was the same as any other, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm never kind of try to get ahead of myself. And we all kind of had the same mindset. And we were kind of ready to play in front of no fans, really. And, you know, it was just – it was no different than any other game. Nice. Where do you see yourself in five years? I'm definitely playing professional basketball. You know, I'm an opportunist. And where the opportunity lies is where I'll be. And I'll definitely see myself playing at the top level that I can, you know, whether it's the NBA or overseas, you know. Or the opportunity lies is where I'll be in five years. Yes, I, I think I'm really excited to see not only what you do on the court, but what you do off it. I think you're, you're one of those type of guys that it, is definitely going to contribute significantly both off the court and on the court. You're a great, you are what they look for in a Clemson man. You know, <laughs> you are that. Um, yes, sir. Um, now, your leading style is very interesting to me. Um, and how you lead your, I, I, I would describe it as vocal. Um, how, how would you describe yourself as a leader first before I say anything else? 
I mean, I would agree with that. I know uh, as a freshman, I was kind of more, you know, example and less vocal. But over the years, I've always kind of tried to push towards being more comfortable being vocal, whether it was against an older guy or younger. And um, I would definitely agree with being more vocal at this late stage in my collegiate career. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans for this year, how you want to lead? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, making an emphasis to – you know, connect more with my teammates and be cool with everybody from the most quiet guy to the most, you know, vocal and uh, just being vulnerable with them so they can feel like they can come to me about anything. And it's definitely been working. I've been talking more with people that I probably haven't over the last year or two. And uh, yes. my relationships has grown, you know, with everybody on the team and even our freshmen. So I would definitely say what I've been trying to do is being more vocal and be more vulnerable. As definitely yes. in a position to be, you know, more reachable and understandable amongst my peers. Absolutely. I mean, being relatable is how, and connecting with people is how you lead. Yeah. Um, um, so, do y'all do any team bonding? Like, what What do you do yeah, for your um, team bonding? We don't do, like, the normal team bonding where you might go bowling or mini golf or yeah. top golf or something. We kind of got our own way. A lot of us live over here in UV. University mm-hmm. Village, so we'll have like Al and the, the underclassmen come over and just kick it, whether we're grilling something or playing games or what have you. You know, we don't really bond the, the I guess, the regular way. We kind of find our own ways to bond because we feel like yeah. when you do stuff like that, it's forced and you got to sign up for it. We kind of like to do things out of the out of the blue and you know be spontaneous with it and just you know different guys come every time, but. We definitely bond in our own way, which makes it a lot more special, which was why you guys yeah. see it act that way when y'all see everybody together because we're just so used to being around each other. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do, do you have anybody, like, as far as – I hopefully Clemson's pretty understanding and life as a student athlete's tough, but do any – like, do any other students ever try to play you in pickup just randomly? No. Since <laughs> <laughs> you're such a well-known face. I got uh, I get all kinds of DMs and Snapchats and Twitter stuff, yeah. you know, to play with random students and stuff. I try not to because just got to be careful and mindful of my season. Uh, I'm yes. great out here playing with, you know, the students and something that's not really going towards improving my game. So I try not to involve myself in too smart many curricular activities <laughs> outside of my teammates. Yes, sir. That's a smart, smart, <laughs> smart man. Um do you have now there's some i i have my favorites but um the restaurants here N- name your top three come on just give me i want to see where, where you eat at uh top three i will probably say like tokyo i'm a big tokyo guy um nice um, yes mushroom and um I would say Max, but like I was saying, I don't go to Max as much. I love Max. It's really good food, but I don't really go there. So I'll probably, um, I don't really know. Besides Tokyo Mellow, I'll probably say uh, Sidewalk Pizza. I've been to a lot this past year. Yes, yes. Interesting. Two pizza places. <laughs> nice. Um were you around here when the old Mellow was here? The old no, Mellow Mushroom? Mellow was until the new one was, the new one was built. Oh, wow. So that, that was your introduction to Mellow Mushroom? Oh, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. How, how is that? Hold up. This is what we should be talking about. How is that introduction to mellow mushroom pizza? Oh, like, was it? We ordered it when I had a team and I liked it. So I went back there a few days later with some friends. Oh. Kind of been on it since. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's not for me, but I had a mellow mushroom. I was like, life changing. That pizza's so good. <laughs> um, you ever go to cookout? Um, the freshman year, I did when, you know, I was a lot younger and I never had to worry about, you know, playing as much and stuff like that. I definitely ate cookout a lot, but over the years, I've cut down fast food and stuff like that. So I don't really eat cookout anymore unless it's late, late, and I'm just being back from somewhere. You know, yeah. yeah, Millie can relate to that one. I <laughs> <laughs> that cookout pretty often. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a, a certain athlete that you played against that really stuck out to you? Um, I'm gonna definitely probably say uh, Phil Colfer. I always commend him on his game and stuff like that because Phil is always giving me problems. You know, playing someone similar to my game, and yes, more like you know, player and personal player. But Phil Colfer from Florida State, he definitely yes. gave me problems in my two years of playing against him. Yes. Um, do you, let's say, do you have, um, any, let's, your favorite, the cities that you visited uh, as far as the NCAA tournament first, the NCAA tournament as a freshman, when, when you, right. I'm correct. Yeah. You were a freshman. You were a freshman. Um, when you got to going to the sweet 16, that type of experience, did you, were you prepared for that mentally? when you first got into were you like expecting to go to the NCAA tournament that year? Yeah, 100%. You know, no player, I would hope no player comes in wishing to make the NIT or, yes. you, know, <laughs> you know, inferior tournament, no offense. And no <laughs> every yeah. player wants to make the big dance is all you dream about. And uh, that was definitely my intentions coming in, still are. I mean, still yes. is, thinking, but I was definitely ready for that. You know, I was looking forward to that game. I wanted to go to Kansas as a kid. Have the opportunity to play against someone's really dope, so that was definitely yes, yes. Um, yeah, NIT around here stands for not in tournament, so (laughs) yeah, um, do you have any uh, like I said, uh, your work, um, as a man outside of basketball, do you have any planned philanthropy in the future that you want to do, or is there going to be a Mere Sims Foundation one day? (laughs) hundred <laughs> percent. You know, my minor is a nonprofit leadership. So, you know, coming from yes. impoverished backgrounds and growing up in, you know, poverty, you know, it's definitely an emphasis of mine, you know, when I have the, the resources and stuff, which I do now, but I just kind of got a lot going on that I can't really get to that. But that's definitely a plan of mine. You know, you asked earlier what I want to do in five years. So that's definitely kind of the, the, yes. the second priority in my list is, you know, giving back to the community, helping kids, you know, who don't really have the opportunity or those resources around to yes. kind of accomplish the things they want to or, you know, open the door for kids who may not be able to reach the doorknob yet. So yes. um, that's my plan going forward. And um, I'll definitely be doing that when my life works. And that's what my life will be dedicated to going in beyond basketball. Yes. Um, and that you are a big family guy. I've seen that too. I've been able to see that. Um, you are you planning you know 20 30, 20 30 years in the future if you have a son you want him to go to Clemson <laughs> I 
would never, you know, force my kid to go anywhere he doesn't want to. You know, I try to, yes. you know, guide him in that direction as much as possible, persuade him that way. But wherever my kid is comfortable with going, then, you know, that's what I'm going to rock with. Yes. I would definitely try um, to persuade him to come here. Yes. If you met somebody off the street and there was something like that, they would be, someone would be very surprised to find out about you. What would that thing be? Like if it's just the most surprising thing that no one would expect that Amir Sims does. Is I can speak sign language and a lot of people don't know that. You can? I'm not exactly fluent, but uh, I'm a, I'm yeah. a guy. Can you can you do something for for the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I just spelled Clemson. What does that say? That was Clemson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, do you do you game? Do you play games? To I guess in time, last time. No. One game I play is collegiate basketball. I don't really buy into games. I, I got a PS4. I used to freshman sophomore year. I was kind of a big gamer. Uh, that was one of our bonding things. Was always playing PS4 during breaks or after practice throughout the season. But I kind of retired my my stick movement. Just kind of been chilling. I don't like playing games. I feel like it takes too much away, you know, from the day. And you can easily get in a rabbit hole with that. And several hours go by, and I feel like I'm wasting my day playing games. So yes, uh, I try not to. Clyde's a big gamer, though. Clyde, he's a he's a really big gamer. <laughs> yes, and you you got that Mamba mentality going on. <laughs> yes. So what do you? Well, I, I mean, we've already talked about your routine now, but um, are you? Do you feel in better shape now than during the season? Are you? Um, yeah, like the, the months off have given me my body, you know, naturally time to heal and get back to its, its younger yes. and stuff like that. But um, having a coronavirus, that kind of set me back a couple of weeks or so. And um, But uh, my, my body's definitely in the best shape I've seen. You know, the coaches have seen the difference in my build, my build and my mold and stuff like that. But um, I definitely say I'm in a better condition and other shape than I have been in pre previous years. Oh, that is amazing. You did you already get me hyped about the season? <laughs> I'm already, you said you're in a better shape. Hey guys, that was the Dabbler Podcast. I really appreciate you for listening. Um and I thank Amir Sims for being our first guest. He was immaculate. And I want to encourage you guys to uh, go check out our Instagram at the Dabbler Podcast and go check out Amir at Earl Smitty on Instagram. And um I, I, we have a pretty exciting guest list coming up, so I can't wait to show you guys. All right, we're going to end this one with a little favorite by our guy Amir. Check this by TLE Cinco.